Hello lovely people, welcome to Moving Up, the podcast with the Peter Head P7s in mind as they navigate their way through the end of primary and into S1 at Peterhead Academy. I'm Graham and I'm the trainee school counsellor and it's part of my role to support you the best way I can, along with my colleagues to make the move as stress-free as we possibly can. Today we're speaking to Mrs Sellers, our head teacher, about her role in the academy. It needs everybody within the school. So it needs the likes of yourself as pupil support workers and counsellors and all these sorts of things. Everybody working together in order to provide the best experience possible for the youngsters. Just because I'm in charge of the school, I certainly can't do it all myself. This week I went out to one of Peterhead's biggest primary schools, Buckinghaven, where I met the three primary seven classes there. We had a long chat about what the move up to academy means to them. So I'm here at Buckinghaven Primary School in the classroom of 7B. And we've just been having a really good chat about the move up to academy, what that's going to look like, what that's going to feel like, some of their fears, some of the things that they have been worrying about, some of the things that they're really excited about, and the people who have owned up to not even listening to this podcast, and the people who haven't done any of the team's work either. But that doesn't reflect upon much of you guys out there, because I know most of you have. So, who'd like to shout out first? P.E. You're looking forward to PE? Yes. What is it about PE you like? Sports. You like sports. Okay, what are you not looking forward to? Uh, the amount of work that we get. The amount of work that you get. Do you think it's going to be more than you get here? Yes. Okay, what, what are you looking forward to? Um, science. You're looking forward to science? Okay, science is a massive, massive faculty. Really, really interesting stuff up there. You'll get to do lots of experiments. What are you not looking forward to? Probably. You're not looking forward to nothing? So you're looking forward to it all? Yeah. Great stuff. What are you looking forward to? Drama. You're looking forward to drama? Do you do any drama just now? No. You don't do any? You're looking forward to acting? Can you see yourself being an actress? No, just the costumes. Just the costumes. And what are you not looking forward to? Maths. Not looking forward to maths? No, what's wrong with maths? I don't like it. It's boring. No, I don't like it either. What about you? What are you looking forward to? Art. You're looking forward to art? Yeah. Okay. What is that about art that you like? You don't have to write stuff down. You don't have to write stuff down, okay. And what you're not looking forward to, writing stuff down? Yeah. Uh, okay. So that was just a few random questions, likes and dislikes from Buckinghaven. So they've been really good hosts and they're looking forward to come up on Friday. Okay guys, thank you very much. Thank you. Head teachers are central to our school succeeding or failing and play a vital role in the development of pupils and staff at their schools. So whether it's a school like Peterhead Academy with over 1,100 pupils and 130 staff or a small country school with 50 pupils and 3 staff, the job is huge. Mrs Sellers is a head teacher at Peterhead and she joined me back in March just after lockdown so some of the information in this podcast might be just a tad out of date. Nevertheless, it was a great conversation and I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you, especially her journey from scientist to school teacher. Well, welcome along today. How are you? I'm very good, thank you very much. It feels nice to be back into the building, doesn't it? And back it into the school. Absolutely. Although I never took any time out of the building this time, I stayed, um, came back in January and I've been in every day. That must have been quite strange as well because it's a big, huge building and it must have been quite empty and you kind of shuffling around here yourself sometimes yep yeah a very very big building the biggest school by area in scotland um really so it yes very big school however there was always one or two 
people going about um, what, what I wrote as well, that uh, there was at least one deputy in every day. And it was actually really good to be able to, to have conversation and bat some ideas off of each other uh, okay. during that time as well. So I felt it was more useful for me being in the building rather than not being in the building. I didn't particularly enjoy it no. the lockdown the last time, and so therefore I felt it was much better that I was in school. And it's funny that you say that as well, about, you know, so you're an adult and you're kind of finding it easier being in the building. So I think that's, we can afford some empathy for some of the young people who were at home Absolutely. and not maybe having the drive to yeah. do the work at home. I certainly know from my perspective, it's a lot easier being focused, doing your work when you're at your place of work, when you're at home there's always something else to do or always something distracting. And I think for our young people, that would have been the same as well. Absolutely. I found last time as well, I found it very difficult to switch off between what was work and what, what was home life. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that that must be really tough for some of the youngsters that want to do the best they possibly can. And they're finding it difficult to, to know when to stop sometimes as well. Uh, so yeah. we've got that huge, huge, broad situation where we've got youngsters that are working all of the time and youngsters that are perhaps not so keen to engage. Mm -hmm. Just thinking about, you know, the fact that we are on the brink of coming out of what feels like lockdown number 374, um, it looks like we could be coming back to some sort of normality. We're not quite sure what it's going to look yeah. like. But So how have you found this journey? If we think back at the time of recording, we are around about a year from when we went into lockdown. We're recording just in the middle of March just now. How has it been to manage a school of this size, as you were saying, in that conditions? It, it's been a challenge, a huge challenge, but not just for myself, but for all the staff and pupils in the school. Um, it was a huge learning curve for staff, obviously, to, to upskill themselves in the, the online learning that they perhaps were not so great at before. So that was a, a massive stepping stone to take last time. And I think this time people have been much, much more confident in what they've been doing. Um, last time, because it was the end of March, I think there was less stress because for the S45s and 6s, most had almost completed the courses. And so therefore it was more about what evidence do we have and, and how are we going to make sure that they have got the right grades in front of them. It's been much trickier this time because the youngsters have not got the evidence. And no. so therefore there's been that extra pressure this time as to how we are going to gather the evidence required so that we are confident that um, our young people are going to get the, the grades that they deserve. Um, so there have been different stresses at different times. Coming back, of course, in August, that was really quite exciting for the youngsters. Yeah. Uh, they settled in exceptionally well. Um, and then after that, it's, it seemed to unravel a little bit where some were finding it quite overwhelming. Um, so I think we were just getting back onto the journey by December time. And then, of course, we've gone into lockdown again. Absolutely. So I am hugely worried for next term, the pressures that are on staff to make sure that we have got um, all the evidence that we need for SQA, but also for the young people that are coming back to school because it's been so disruptive to their learning over the past year that there's going to be 
a lot just to get their heads around the the social aspect of things. I've seen the past week where we've had the S1s and 2s and 3s in that they've been exceptionally quiet. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just them going to have to readjust back into the social aspects of being with friends, being round about other people. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the past week as well, they've had to socially distance. So it feels like they're not in with their friends as such. The classes are really empty. Um, but after the holidays, I'm sure they'll find their feet and, and we'll get back back into the swing of things fairly quickly. It's funny that you're... You're, you're, you're speaking about that and about how it's affecting the, the sort of senior year group as well and how it's affected the junior year group. Thinking about our P7s moving up to S1, how they must be feeling. We've been at home. Mm-hmm. We've missed out on a lot of our primary seven. Yeah. Are we going to manage the work? Because as you rightly said, last year, the primary sevens had term one, two and three. Mm-hmm. And so they had the bulk of the sort of work that they needed, if you like, right. coming up. This year there's a, a bigger problem and, and do you think staff in Peterhead Academy are ready for that? Yeah, do, do I think they're ready? Yes, I do, because every year is a challenge for any youngster that's making that transition up from P7 to S1. Um, what we're looking to do um, in the two SQA days that we get in June is to have the pupils up so that they actually see the building and get the, find their way around before they're, they're starting in August. Um, it's it's not going to be the same experience that they had, but we're doing what we can in order to do the best virtual experience and that they're going to meet their guidance teachers, um, that the guidance teachers will go down to the schools, but also that they'll meet other teachers through a, a virtual way of doing our three-day transition experience. Mm-hmm. They will have lost out in quite a bit of work, and I think our focus will have to be that we do a lot of literacy and numeracy when they come back, when when they come in in first year. We're already looking, I'm speaking to the timetable today about doing an extra period of English Mm. so that um, that they're going to be more up and ready because you need to be literate and numerate to be able to access the rest of the curriculum. Yes, aye. So So already, so, so you are kind of thinking about the fact that, you know, a lot of our youngsters maybe did lose out in that last year and how we can top up, if you like, up here. Of course, um, when we're thinking about the transition and what that's going to look like, I may have uh, already been out to your school and maybe spoken to you as a primary seven group. If I haven't been yet, I will be going out and just easing some of that nerves, easing some of that worries, because it is a worrying time, isn't it? It's an unnerving time normally without the added um, pressures that we've been through. Some people take it in their stride, and I always look at them with much envy because I wish I did. But, you know, sometimes transition times are quite difficult. As as somebody new to the school myself, because I've only been in the school since the beginning of February, I'm still learning about how this school works, Mrs Sellers, and and who everybody is. And, oh, me, it's a bit of a struggle sometimes, um, particularly with the amount of staff that we've got in here remembering names. I know a lot of men's. <laughs> How are you doing, men? I'm fine, men. Um, sound like the youngsters. <laughs> absolutely. So how does the school work? What's the sort of setup at the school? So you're at the top, you're responsible with overall responsibility for the school as the head teacher. Yeah. How does it work after that? Yeah, so I have got a very good and very supportive senior team. 
so we have got a number of deputy head teachers. So I have got Mrs Fraser, who's responsible for SQA, tracking and monitoring and reporting and so on. I've got Mr Burston, who's our timetabler and does a lot of developing the young workforce, foundation apprenticeships and so on. I've got Mr West, who does a lot of the behaviour side of things. And I've got Mrs McPherson, who does the learning and teaching. And then, of course, there's Mrs Connor, who's got a huge role in the pastoral support mm -hmm. um, and, and working with additional support for learning and the guidance team. Mm -hmm. So that's my direct staff. We've also got Mr Giffney, who's doing a day a week just now, who's also the principal teacher of maths. But he's, going, he's working on the, the COVID recovery that we've got for plans for, for pupils coming back to school. So that's my main team. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we have got a, a guidance team. Okay. So we've got six guidance teachers. Tell me what a guidance teacher is. And we will cover this later, I think. But just for, yeah. for this, tell me what a guidance teacher so is. So they're, they're the, gui the guidance teachers are the ones that take our youngsters for um, PSE, which is like a personal and social education, lots of um, things about well-being and welfare. Uh, and they also have got the overview of the youngster and how they're getting on in school. And they would be the direct contact that a parent would have if they were phoning the school. They would get in touch with the guidance teacher. And they're there really to, to ensure the well-being and the, the progress of the youngsters in the school. We also have an additional support for learning team. And Miss Williams and Mr uh, Darius, they are the principal teachers there and they support youngsters that perhaps have some learning um, difficulties such as dyslexia or dyspraxia, that side of things, but also those that are perhaps that, that struggle a bit emotionally and need a bit more support across the school. So they're, they're very involved there. We also then have got nine faculties where we have got principal teachers okay. and that would be your maths, your English, your okay. social subjects, your science and so okay. on. So that would be how it works. But it needs everybody within the school. So it needs the likes of yourself as people support workers and counsellors and all mm -hmm. these sorts of things. Everybody working together in order to provide the best experience possible for the youngsters. Just because I'm in charge of the school, I certainly can't do it all myself. No, and it um, sounds like you've got a really good so team a real around team, about you. Yeah. A big team and a team that really want what's best mm -hmm. for the the pupils of Peterhead. Just thinking and, and staying on the topic of guidance teachers, because guidance teachers are heads of house, aren't they? They're, What's the houses? Tell me what the houses are. So we've are. got six different houses. Mm -hmm. We have got Grange, Craig Ewan, Marshall, Slains, Buchan, and I'm forgetting my last one, Arbuthnet. So <laughs> we've also got Arbuthnet. Um, so just, just so you know, guys, actually, um, <laughs> I've only been in the school for a month or so and I was mouthing that to... <laughs> The Mrs. Seller, so she could remember. So that's uh, me got brownie points. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, six houses. So you would join a house mm -hmm. when you come up to the academy and that will be your guidance teacher for the whole time that you're here. Okay. Uh, usually, if you already have had a brother or sister that has been at the school, they will try to put you into that same house because the guidance teacher will know the family. Mm -hmm. um, so And also they get some advice from the, the head teachers at the primary as to what sort of groupings we should try to put together as well. Okay, yeah, so so there's a lot of, of, of thought and work goes into putting people into houses. It's not just a case of, oh, 
you're going there, you're going there. Did you always see yourself being a teacher? No, and I wasn't always a teacher. Okay. Um, after university, I went to um, what, what was called the Macaulay Institute for Research, then mm-hmm. became Macaulay Land Use Research Institute. It's now James Hutton. It's changed a number of times, but I was, I worked in a lab and I was a soil scientist. Wow. Unbelievably boring. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to make that sound like I was really blown away by that. I was, uh, that's the best had, I could do. I had its moments when I was, when I was pouring sheep's pee over soil to see what what phosphates were 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 given out and so I it perhaps wasn't just the best but it had a variety of things I was in field work a lot mm. I had a, again a good camaraderie did a lot of work in labs did a lot of statistics and but um I did that for 14 years but what I really enjoyed about it was when we had MSc and PhD students that came to the Macaulay to do research and so on and I, I supported them a lot in their lab skills mm-hmm. and also um, some that were perhaps doing higher national certificates in chemistry and things. They would always come to me and ask for, for help. And I actually quite liked that side of things. So um, after 14 years, I persuaded my husband to keep me for a year in mm-hmm. order to go back and do a year's teacher training, which is what I did. And then became a teacher when I was 35 so um yeah so it was a different journeys are not necessarily all planned out for this then are they really and i think about my life too um you know i've been on a big journey throughout my life i haven't landed up where i am today just that's where i wanted to be it's taken me a long time to work out that's where i wanted to be and i suppose that's an important message that we have to share with young people maybe not at primary seven but the earlier that they get that message that, you know, their journey is unique and it's their journey and we want to be part of that journey and we want them to invest in that journey, but it is theirs Mm -hmm. and it doesn't necessarily have to follow a path, as you've just shown. What words of advice would you have for primary sevens who are maybe feeling a little bit stressed thinking about this move? They've only just went back into school themselves and they're trying to salvage as much as they can of the primary seven year, and it will probably feel like getting lots of work crammed down when traditionally term four is a, a sort of easing off. Yes. You know, so they might be feeling a little bit stressed about this move coming up to academy um, and, and how they're going to cope, but also about coming in with 1,100 other pupils and what that's going to feel like after months of pretty much being at home on our own. You know, what sort of things is the school doing for safety measures, for example, when we think about COVID? Um, what words would you give to our young people coming up? Well, we have got a number of measures in place at the moment, but they will hopefully be lifted mostly by the time they come up, come up in August. Uh, we, we may still have one-way systems and so on. Um, and we may still be looking at staggering lunches so that the S456 will have a different lunch time from the S123s. Um, but my advice would be to youngsters to make sure that they stick with their friends, try to make new friends and just, just grasp and take everything that they possibly can. Enjoy learning mm-hmm. um, because 
you don't have to be a superstar to enjoy learning. You just find the things that you, you do like and try and concentrate on those and build up your confidence from there. Um, we have got a very patient team in the school and they understand that things have, going, have been and will continue to be quite difficult for the next spell, but ask for help. Mm -hmm. Don't be sitting there on your own saying, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. We have got lots and lots of people that are here to support and to help as far as possible. So if they feel they need the help, then ask for it and it will be there for them. We'll have a variety of, we always have had a variety of extracurricular clubs and so on as well. So um, things like the Lego Club, the Harry Potter Club, there's the Drama Club. There's all sorts of things as well as support study clubs as well that most faculties offer right across the school. So there's always something mm -hmm. that will um, be there to try and, and grasp your attention so that you can you can enjoy your learning. So there is a view to hopefully getting the extracurricular clubs up and running as soon as we can and it's safe to do so yeah. as well, which is it'll be a great relief to everybody as well because school shouldn't be and isn't all about sitting down behind a desk learning. That's right. It's about community as well, isn't it? And this, the staff in the school really want those extracurricular clubs because they find that that's, that's their way of building positive relationships mm. with youngsters and getting to know um, our young people better as well. So they, they more than want to get these, these clubs back up and running again. So the sooner we can do that, the better. Miss mm -hmm. Sellers, it's been lovely to talk to you today and just get a little bit of an insight as to how our primary sevens can um, look forward to moving up and what they can expect and a little bit about the school as well. Thank you very much for your time indeed and it's very obvious just from sitting speaking to you that everybody in the school is at the forefront of your mind when you're thinking about support and you're thinking about how we can move forward all together and it's, uh, it's really nice to get that, that feeling of peterheadness um, in this conversation. So thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. It's been a pleasure speaking to Mrs Sellers today and hearing about her journey and about how the school works, who is in the school to help us and to think about what Peterhead is all about. Mrs Sellers and I had a chat after our interview about the values that Peterhead Academy aligns itself to, the first one being perseverance, which means to keep trying, never give up. Aspiration is thinking about doing our best, working towards our goals, recognising that our goals might not be the same or look the same as everyone else's. Positivity is how we look at life. Are we the cup half full or cup half empty kind of person? Equality means that we view each other with respect and accept our differences and diversities. Responsibility is our ability to accept the part we play in our education and our lives. And if we absorb these values into our lives and we face life with that I can attitude, then we will hopefully enjoy success. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and that these podcasts are helping you build up a picture of what you can expect in Academy. I really appreciate the fact that you take the time to get in touch and of course complete your tasks. Oh and by the way, this week's task is a geography one. So that reminds me, mountains aren't just funny. 
the Hellenians. Hellenians. Okay, on that note, until next week, stay safe, take care, and as always, be kind. See ya.